Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. Uh, last week, we, we, we got a little heavy, didn't we, Rod, last week? Mm-hmm. Um, and we promised that this week we were going to lighten things up a little bit and have a little bit of fun and talk to you today about different perspectives, taking different points of view, understanding things from different points of view, kind of seems really important right now, I'm just saying. Uh, and so we just wanted to bring to you today our thoughts on this whole idea of taking different perspectives, looking at things a little bit differently. What would you add yeah. into the mix, Rod? Well, I just want to make the observation that now we've, this is our second in a series of podcasts where we have one that kind of, we feel goes dark. And then we're like, whoa, wait, wait a second. Next one needs to be lighter. Let's make it lighter. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, we, I feel like we need to add balance to the universe. Yes. Balancing exactly. the light and the dark. Yes. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. <laughs> or, or it could be that we just get into the dark and tough stuff. And then we're, okay, we don't want people to think this is what we're like as we are lighthearted yeah. and enjoy laughing. Well, and we don't want to dwell, right? No, yeah. you know, we don't want to dwell in the dark. It's okay to... Exactly. Uh, one of my favorite change articles I ever read, that woman had a quote saying, um, it's okay to visit Pity City, but you don't want to set up a tent and move in. And that's kind of how I feel about that's all that. It. Like it's Right? Like, it's okay. It's totally cool to visit Pity City. Like, everybody gets in the doldrums every now and again or whatever. But yeah. like, try not to try not to move in. Try not to take your furniture yeah. and uh, U-Haul and uh, and move in if you can help yeah. it. Totally. So, so I think today the, we are uh, ejecting ourselves from uh, from anything close to Pity City and talking about something a little more fun. Yeah. So let me, I, I I'll share the context and how we. So we were thinking as we were do our little prep call to say, okay, what are we going to talk about this week? The um, the the. In terms of like talking about this subject, it was well. Let's build on the idea of where is where do we see change and change done well, and I mm-hmm. think I think where it's done well is where the the people are thinking about others, take putting the you know trying on the shoes of the others or whatever metaphor to say like taking the perspective of the person who is taking it in or who has been asked yeah. to change. That's when it's done well. Yeah. And then the other interesting, I'll, you know, we are uh, November something, and it is post-U.S. Uh, election. Of course, as Canadians, we talk more about the U.S. election than we do our own. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the classic is like, oh, my gosh, all the polls seem to be wrong again. And then how do you ask good polling questions? Yeah. And again, how do you ask good polling questions? It's like how you ask good questions on a ch- you know a change readiness surveys ask the person to put themselves in the shoes of others to say like right. so who do you think your friends are voting for right or, right yeah how do you think other people are taking in or reacting to this change that's why is that a more powerful question to, what do you think uh, well yeah, I mean, when I'm doing a focus group or something like that, and I'm trying to find out how people are feeling, I never ask them how they themselves are feeling about something because I think sometimes we're embarrassed to acknowledge, to be vulnerable, to acknowledge our deepest 
thoughts and feelings. And so the way I always do it is I say, what do you, how do you think your colleagues are going to react to this? How do you think your friends would respond to this? What do you think people in your neighborhood or your family, depending on, you know, what the focus group is intended to do. But I always ask them, what do you think people around you are going to think? And that's when the truth comes out which I find so fascinating. It's so much easier for us to talk about how someone else is gonna be feeling about something, but really I secretly think they're talking about how they're gonna feel, how they feel about it. And maybe mm -hmm. they're just a little bit shy about doing that. Yeah, I love, hold on, I'm just gonna take a few notes here. I'm learning, <laughs> I'm learning from you, keep, this is like a little study session for me. I've never really done that. I don't, I love the, like, it's, it's such a, it's one of those things It's like, how come I have not done that myself before? Um, I think, it, yeah, it's true. It, it puts the, it takes the pressure off the person. Right. Um, right. and it allows them, um, to project, like it, there's a little bit of an imagination element there and they're right. allowed to right. kind of project where they think the reaction might go. Yeah, and I'm not going to be judged for how my friends uh, think, mm -hmm. um, right? Like it, I'm not, I'm not confessing in quotation marks to anything by telling you what I think my friends and loved ones or colleagues or whatever the scenario is are thinking. So what's interesting in that example is that that's a time where it's quite easy for people to. I mean, they're not exactly putting themselves in the other person's shoes because I do think they're talking about how they really feel. But that is a case where I think people do make that transition over to looking at a different perspective and describing things, at least at the very least, describing things in another person's voice, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. I think the, um, I'm only now making the connection, by the way, to our previous discussions around how to well in that the other context it was like how to um not see a situation as a threat or scary or right uh as being negative and that is ch change the perspective give a reframe it um oh yeah yeah so there's a lot about uh, it is like when i think of you know what uh ability somebody can bring to to the type of work it is that ability and the default to put yourself in the shoes of of others um so let's talk about wh what um what would you suggest to somebody if they were to ask you how can i do it do this more how can i uh do more of putting myself in the perspective of others i think my first answer would be to do something that I think you already do really, really well, Rod, which is ask questions. You know, mm -hmm. don't ever assume that you understand what another person's perspective or point of view really is. And if you have to make assumptions, like if you're in a work scenario and you're doing some kind of impact analysis and you sort of have to make some assumptions as soon as you can, go and validate those assumptions with someone who is as close to the people um, who as, as possibly can be. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's just so, I think ask, it starts with asking great questions though. And you're so good at that. What mm -hmm. would you recommend as a, like as a first step for someone who wants to get better at putting themselves in other people's shoes, looking at different yeah. perspectives? Well, I like, so the assumptions, I being clear about what assumptions you're, you're making. I think one thing I yeah. learned along the way was, um, a lot of times I would say, oh, this is going to be an issue. 
and I was working with right. a project director one time, and he and he he said, "Well, hold on, that's your theory. You have a theory that that is going to be an issue, and to explore it there." And I that I mean that worked in that situation, but I think that's essentially the frame of mind is to uh, think of things as possibilities, know that they're based on assumptions, but really be curious and want to explore. And that's where the questions come in. It's like this, maintain this level of curiosity. I, I, the, uh, um, I think there's an element of really, it's like an imagination muscle. Yeah. You have to, you're, you know, you're projecting yourself and you're imagining this person, the situation, and you, like you go through that imagine, like that exercise of well, if this is what they're receiving and this is the other stuff that's happening, um, how do you think they would react? And a lot of times, I would, I use you know myself as the measure. Like, how would I take right. that in, and what right. would I say in that or think in that point? And so, um, it is, I yeah, the, it's a mix of that curiosity willing to kind of go through that imagination exercise and um and then i do use myself as as that kind of imaginary person in the situation but i putting myself over there versus like from that the other perspective versus my perspective right 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 i want to pull on the thread of curiosity a little bit because i think that that is such a that's so key to all of this you know and it almost, it got me charged because I started thinking, well, that is exactly what we talked about in growth mindset. Remember our growth mm-hmm. mindset? We didn't even know, guys, that this episode was going to relate back to so many other episodes. <laughs> but now that we're in it, we're kind of like, wait a second. Um, yeah. Really that curiosity, that growth mindset that, well, I wonder what if, and I wonder if this, and I wonder if that, uh, mm-hmm. really does lend itself to this work as well, this this notion of putting ourselves in other people's shoes and and just really thinking about like how how, you know because the way I look at it as well is knowing where someone's opinions are like I think now our world you know it's there are times when things feel a bit polarized when you know someone feels something that is in direct op what feels like it's in direct opposition to you how do you find out, like, how did they get to that place? Because mm-hmm. something led them to that place. Someone got them to that way of thinking or that mindset or however you want to describe it. And so I'm also endlessly curious about what set of life events or, you know, that they're reading or whatever got someone mm-hmm. to a place that seems to be so different from my way of perceiving the world. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that too. And there's lots of opportunity to dig into mm-hmm. that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just based cool. on where we are, you know? So there's like yeah. a work application to this, I think, that is really important in understanding yeah. different perspectives. But then there's a very personal, there's a very personal um, benefit to us learning how to do this, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I really think it's... You, you're right. It's that, that curiosity, that willingness, and it does connect to the growth mindset discussion, I, I think, is that it's the, uh, and dare I say, to the trust discussion. It's the trust that, like, mm. if you go through this process, you'll come to, you'll, you'll get to where you need to be. It's okay. You, but, and it's okay that you aren't controlling each of the steps or, you, or that you have all the skills needed and the ability required to, to manage everything perfectly. 
but it's the it's the trust that um, if you're kind of going through your trying to understand the situation better at least what you're going to do is have more clarity of the dynamics and you might not and you're probably not going to be able to control all of the dynamics but the but it, the belief that it's better to have that stronger understanding because then in the moment in the future when you're making your plans and you're trying to figure out what to do you're going to make a better plan because you have better knowledge of of the truth like a I won't say truth of the situation but you have better clarity on the people involved and their dynamics and their consideration so you're kind of putting faith in yourself trust in yourself that you're going to be able to navigate things better uh, with that now it's it's less controlled like you're you're kind of saying it's like hey I'm going to try these things now and they might not work uh, but I think they're the right thing to try, but I'm totally open to, to learn from the situation and to know that it might not be the perfect thing to do. Which is exactly, I think, you know, <laughs> this is crazy. It goes back to our perfection episode, right? That it's okay. Like you've just got to, who knew again, that we were going to have like episode. a summary episode today? Who knew that by coming up with this topic, it would be, but like mm-hmm. that whole notion of being willing to try things and just, you know, yeah. get out there and, there's no, you know, I love sayings and there are so many of them, but I love sayings around, um, you know, there's really the only, the only time failure is actually a thing is if we stop trying, is if we stop efforting, if we stop trying new things, looking at things in a different way, whatever, then that can be described as failure, but something yeah. going wrong or not as planned. Uh, the only way that's a failure is if we don't learn and we don't, we don't yeah. morph and change. And so again, I think that this plays into that as well from the standpoint of it can it can take away that notion of me having to be perfect when I'm paying more attention to what other people are going through, when I'm trying to mm-hmm. understand what their lived experience is. It really, for me at least in my life, has can release pressure from me because I see that everybody is struggling. Like everybody has something that they're going through, that they're working on, um, or maybe they're not working on it, but they're just struggling in some way, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. That like, that can alleviate so much pressure from our, from our hearts and minds, I think, once we, once we get into that sense of connection with people. And maybe that's, Mm -hmm. maybe that's also why I like this, is that there is such a, it really does help build a sense of connection. at a time when I think that's that's been a bit tough for a lot of people for quite some time, not just from COVID, but from where we are politically and all the things. But yeah. anything we can do right now to build that sense of connection, I think, is a good thing. Yeah, totally. Is there something there that around the, you know, when you're saying like if you ask somebody, what do you think other people would react to this? It takes a pressure off that person answering. But don't you think too, if you yeah if you if you give a an answer or perspective from a again from the other person's or like the ambiguous like well people say or yeah yeah uh, what i'm that. hearing is it's that um that pressure that perfectionist pressure comes off because it's not all on the person More shoulders yeah. yeah yeah and it's okay to and you i mean when i think of that i i I can even feel the, the pressure release as I'm talking about it. It's right. you know, oh yeah, like I, it's, uh, and it, 
I know in a way, and there's a lot to be said about, well, you do want individuals to feel the accountability. Maybe that's not the right word, but you know, the accountability or the like, yeah. okay, look, like you, you want have them to own that it's responsibility. their responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by diffusing it to, you know, the group, then you, you know, people can just hide in that, uh, in the group. They don't have like the individual stuff, but so I'm not necessarily talking about that, but I do, there is simply something freeing in thinking, uh, about the dynamics and thinking about others, um, that, that is part of this, that, yeah, it takes away that perfectionist type thing. It, it allows us to learn from, from the situation. Yeah. And I, I think that's the magic, right? As long as the learning from the situation part is present and we're really focused on that, then understanding other people's perspectives really is so mind expanding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, cause my lived experience is my, my lived experience. I, I can't speak to anybody else's lived experience. Right. So it's mm -hmm. only by using, and I feel like we're talking a little bit about empathy as well. It's, it's only mm -hmm. by using empathy and that and having a curiosity and a desire to connect with other people that I can start to expand my worldview. Otherwise, my worldview is, is like can be pretty linear. Like even if I've read books and all the things and we can all do all that, all sort of yeah. intellectual pursuits. For me, that real expansion comes from connecting with people and mm -hmm. really trying to get to the bottom of um, the why of where they are, what they're feeling, what they're thinking, where their beliefs are, um, mm -hmm. and trying to do that in a calm way. There's some where I, I get thrown over the edge and I try not to. Like there's some there's some topics where I'm just, it's hard for me to have that kind of irrational and, and empathic conversation with people. But I, mm -hmm. I, I do try and do it whenever I can. There's some yeah. topics it's just too touchy. And, and then you just know not to talk about those topics for yourself because otherwise, you know. Is that... It Okay, without talking about the topics, is it like something where you feel that... As Rod dances around it, yeah. friends, you're hearing him do it very exceptionally is... well. Yes, Rod. So is it, is it a situation where you have your belief, your, your belief is such that it is the one truth? I have a hard time. Uh, there is one issue that I have a very hard time understanding how anybody could, um, and it's, a, it's about a woman's right to govern her own body. So yeah. I'll say the issue, right? Yeah. So it is very, you can, you can hate parts of that. Like no one loves uh, abortion. Like no one loves it. Yeah. No one's saying like, whoop, whoop. But I do love that I have the right to govern my own body. I do love that I get to go into a doctor's office and have a conversation between me and that doctor and that it's my decision about what happens. Um, and I have a hard time, while I do understand no people saying they don't like it, I do get that, I do, I get it. But yeah. I don't think that can override my individual rights to govern my body. That's the yeah. one where I just know not to get into the different perspectives talk with other people um, because I have a very so... hard time being my calm, you... rational, trained self where I feel like I've trained myself to have 
really elevated conversations with people. Right. At least I hope so. But that is like one. So I think that's the other thing too is like don't be flipped out, friends, if you have a topic that you just you can't be this way with. Like don't be yeah. hard on yourself if that's the case. Because yeah. I think we all have one or two issues well, I, where it's just I, like nope. <laughs> yeah, I think what you're saying is what you're saying is really broadly to 99 you know whatever all all these topics you can engage in this right conversation and take in and ask questions even on things you disagree with right it's very broad you're you're open yeah you're willingness but there is this topic which you're like you know i can't have that rational or not rational i mean like you know i can't have that no it's not rational no i can't have a rational conversation you are correct yeah but i know that about myself and so i try not to enter into conversations with people about it because i know it's one of those super divisive topics and wherever you are on the continuum of that topic it is impossible to see the other person's point yeah i feel I feel. Yeah. So there are Can some I... out there. I used to have a boss though. I'll tell you one quick story. I used to have a boss and uh, like a hundred years ago and uh, he and I would read an article in the morning in the paper and then at lunch we would pick opposing sides and just debate out opposing sides over, oh la- over the lunch hour. It You're... was awesome. Like it was so, it was one of my favorite times of my career. Uh, and everyone around us would get so nervous because they would think that we were believing what we were talking about, but really we were just having fun and yeah. like exercising this muscle of debate and getting our brain juices flowing. It was so much fun. So that's another like I think we've lost that art a little bit of yeah. um, of taking joy in different perspectives and uh, and like it, it we used honestly we but we were, I mean obviously both total nerds. But yeah. loved doing that. Sorry, Rod, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you were... No, like, no, no, it's okay. I will... One, I'm like, it all makes sense. Like, you've been training for this. It's like all your experiences in your life have been training for it to be just really articulate and, and good at uh, talking about different topics and t- taking different perspectives. That's unfair, in a way. Like, you didn't tell me that you've been... <laughs> yeah, like this training your... <laughs> academy... I wasn't learning in development at the time, so maybe, maybe, maybe. No, that is not true. I just, you know, I think it's because I was an only, I'm an only child. And so I always talk to adults. And so even when I was little, I was being trained to have more adult conversations, even as a little kid, because you had to, you know? So I take from your story there that you, it's really... The belief, it's the uh, belief or understanding that um, uh, uh, pretty much most situations have different pers- perspectives on them, and the people coming at those with the different perspectives are it's all you know for them it's valid because that's what their belief is. And, you, and if you're going to if we're going to accept each other and accept people, we have to accept that people can have a different belief than ourselves. Again, there might be let's put aside the you know the the few topics that are really um contentious like you, you, yeah yeah so but you know the, the a vast majority of different topics uh you can't have different perspectives and i tell you like i i do so talking about like you know debating with friends or at home it's, and i have a it's it's everybody around me i think would say it's a bad habit or it's annoying because i anytime if i'm in a scenario when someone takes a really strong black and white point of view i react to that black and whiteness like so 
so people would say, oh, I'm going to, here I'm going to dive into politics. You know, most people I know uh, aren't, don't like Trump. So they'd say, oh, you know, anybody who likes him is a bad person. Right. My immediate reaction to that is, no, you can't say that they're all bad people. And they're like, well, if they agree with him on these different topics. And I'm like, yeah, you got to understand that they're, they're not, again, it's the, like, they're not being given, you're not, they're not watching the same news that you're watching. They're not reading the same articles you're reading. And if they were to read those, they're, they're picking up the parts that align with their beliefs. You're picking up the parts that align with your beliefs. So it's a huge step to say, to label all this. And and it's really annoying, and my family gets mad at me because they're like, it's no fun talking to you because you're always stuck telling them. Are you a Libra? Well, Have we talked about this before? No, I'm not. A, <laughs> Fascinating. But I. But it's based on my. It's based on my reaction. There is to to be like, it's really you know when you you need to try to understand people and and take a step towards understanding is you have to think about and take in information that they have and i've and i've and maybe it's a life thing too is like you find as you've gone through life and you've come across people that have been at first believing things that seem so contrary to what you think is right yeah once you get to know them more or and talk and understand the situation you could a lot of times most times you start saying okay i i don't believe you but i understand where you've developed how you've developed that belief Well, that's exactly it, right? Like that, I think that's what the world needs more of right now, Rod, is that ability to get past the surface where on the surface, it's easy to make a judgment and say, all these people are like that. And all those people are like this. It's so Mm -hmm. easy to be superficial and just look at that. But then at the next level, like you go like two layers below and you find out that you have all this stuff in common Mm -hmm. uh, that like whether it's you know a history or the same school or studied the same things or have kids who have the same this that or the other or you know there are more similarities than differences I think in the world and now I'm getting a bit Pollyanna-ish but I really think that and I think if we take the time to really just scratch even just one layer beneath the surface there's probably a lot more that we have in common um, Mm -hmm. with people we just have to get past that first initial thing where we think what Yeah. Right. And Trump is the perfect dividing line. Love him or hate him. He's the perfect dividing line that creates a what Um, reaction. But if you get just a little bit below that, there's a lot there's a lot juicier story going on. Yeah. And I think and that's a juicier story going on. Yeah. And to do change well, um, that's the habit and the muscle that is really important is taking the different perspectives. So yeah, let me, I um, will tell you where I started to do or learned a little bit about uh, the questioning, like being, you know, the curiosity and you were saying. No, oh, you were awesome Rod, at well. it. Yeah, no, I need to learn that. Now it's my so, turn to take notes. Go. Let me tell you, I'll tell you the, I, I mean, I think I wasn't terrible at it through my career, but I, I did a training course. It was a sales course, training to be a better salesperson. And it was all based around uh, curiosity and asking questions. And instantly when I was doing the course, I was so engaged because I'm like, okay, this is probably good for sales too, but this is going to be just good for me in general and like in In life. life. 
So you go into a situation with curiosity, trying to understand more versus going into being like, let me tell you my opinion so you can understand yes. my opinion. Uh, and it takes, it's, it's amazing that, that the course was like this multi-week course, like a 10-week course every, actually they did it quite well. It was all virtually done because their people attending were all over the place. Um, right. So so they had these each week sessions and you would have to ask questions around a given session. I want to do but that. Really, it was really good because they put people on the spot. So you'd be like in a, a you have a, say, 30 people on the call. Then you had four breakouts or five breakouts, like you know how you do with the yeah, technology. Yeah, yeah. And then they had a facilitator on that call and they'd be like, all right, so the the you know the person has said i want to buy a new financial system what what do you ask and they go rod what question do you ask and you'd be put on the spot like uh what question am i going to ask and then then they go leslie what question would you ask my tongue hurts just when you said that go yes and then it was very it was like oh my gosh i need to pay attention to this training course and i can't just like multitask on something else so one that was done well but and then two all of the training and all the different questions I can't remember any of the questions that they're asked, but it, it was one of these things like to get to the habit of asking questions in a situation took a long time of like this repeat. And that was the point of the training is like over and over again, what are you going to think? What's the question you think of? Not what's the response you think to say. And it took a then even after the training course, it took a lot of practice. And I, I, I don't think I'm not like, best at it but i certainly do it more um, you're awesome it, at it i think it, it and it shows how well i mean this is even another it shows how like over ambitious we are with training courses because sometimes like the simplest stuff is really hard to change and embed in somebody's uh like for somebody to um, somebody's mindset Robin's or behavior and it, but it's worth it to just come back to it repeat it again repeat it again pausing now well that was interesting wasn't it rod yeah we got our f- so <laughs> our first technical got, issue <laughs> yeah so just in case anybody thought that we were recording in the same room because the audio the production value of this podcast is fantastic which is obviously fantastic. obviously yeah. it is we're actually talking on the phone <laughs> and recording in each location so i guess our phone call got cut off very strange. Anyway, you were talking about um, your like question asking superpowers. Yeah, that uh, took. Uh, yeah, so when I was I I was talking about that. And I, I, the, the point I was trying to emphasize is that um, it's easy for me to say to you, "Hey, Leslie, ask more questions." Mm-hmm. That's and there's training is done. That's all. You, that's all the difference. But it was just it, my self reflections. It, it took like a 10 to 12 week training course plus constant practice to, to get to a point where I feel and, and I'm glad that it's noticeable that I try to ask more questions versus saying facts and my own points of view. Like I'm trying to learn more about a situation versus like just assuming I know the answer. I think we should do an episode on asking questions because I would mm-hmm. like to learn more about that. I've tried it before and I am I am like, uh, no, I'm going to give you the answer. But I know that that's not the way. I know there are better ways to do things. Yeah. And so I think we should do an episode on that. What do you think? 
Yes, totally. The, okay. Because because I you know coaching is this whole notion of asking questions, helping right. person find. But th- this is not the. It, it's a different thing, but it, it's easily confused. And I have I have coaching is one of those topics which I cringe a little bit about because then people are basically asking questions, leading you down the path of what they right. already decided that they want right. you to know, right. which is right. terrible. Ah, lots to uh, discuss there. So yeah, we should, we will do that. And um, I, I think, you know, for today, the, um, the, I would just emphasize again, the importance of not only as a change person and, and thinking about how to change uh yourself and other people is it's always look for another the other perspective as it, it helps you take the pressure off you um yeah. and helps you understand the people around you uh, yes i would agree with that and it just helps everyone feel a little bit better a little more calm and a little more happy which you know i'm down with that mm-hmm. i like the happiness thing it's goodness Well, this has been another super fun episode, Rod. Thank you. Thank you, too. Okay, everybody. We'll talk to you again in a week's time.